Namaste. So as we see in these poems, meditations of Mandavya, we are learning about what is the attitude that a yogin must have. We talk about practices, we talk about techniques, we talk about methods. They lead us nowhere if the attitude is not right. Ravana knew Hatha Yoga. He knew Raj Yoga. And yet Ravana ended up miserably in life because it's the attitudes. So what is this attitude? People often strive and they may not succeed. Sometimes because people want it. It's like, you know, okay, I want it now. Will I? Will I? The first thing is that if we are impatient, it will take longer. Mother has said that. Impatience implies a lack of trust and surrender. The right attitude is aspire intensely but without impatience. So, it is given to us to aspire. So, we aspire. But the journey is long because the revelation of God is the ultimate truth that we can ever imagine. At one place he says, law of the way. And he says, you think the way is easy? Heaven will lure thee and meet thee with its cold and pitiless denials. Hell will vomit its hordes. Come in the path. And then he says, you say that the mother is there? Yes, but you do not know. Even you will feel that her face has turned cold. She is there, no doubt. Because that is needed for you to go through. It will appear like that. He says, the appearance will be like that. And then he says, but then, nay, is immortality the crown for a weakling or the cup of immortality or is it something to be given away just like that? It is the cup of immortality. You have to deserve it. There is a Devasur Sangram. So much happens in the Devasur Sangram. Even after, before the Devasur Sangram, there is the churning of the ocean. You have to drink Kalkut. If you are not ready to drink the poison, first, the tick mark, no? You want to get Amrit, Amrit, Amrit. So there is a fellow sitting outside with his register. You want to get Amrit? Yes, sir, please enroll my name. Okay, but I have only one question. What is it? Will you be ready to drink poison? Sir, what are you saying? I want to get Amrit. No, I am asking you one question. Are you ready to drink poison? Sir, no, sir, but why will God give me poison? Okay, okay, you wait. Your number comes later. <laughs> but we who have read, so, he'll say, whatever it takes for me, I am ready. Then he says, okay, come in. Then the labor, then the actual poison when it comes. It's easy to say that I am ready to drink poison. But when it came, even the gods and the demons, they, you know, ran away. Shiva had to come, then you have to turn to the eternal, save, 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 and he drinks. But that is also not over. Now there is a fight. You have to still surrender. You have done everything fine. And yet you have to wait upon the Lord that he will give us when he wants. But Asuras are impatient. So what happens to impatient people? So he comes as a Vishamohini. And they are now looking at Vishamohini and forgotten the Amrit. <laughs> so be fixed on the goal. Whatever may happen, many things will come at the end. The gods get the Amrit. So this is the process. So it's a long process. It, many challenges. The mother says in integral yoga, many tests will come from the uh, forces of nature, from the undivine forces and from the spiritual forces. Even spiritual forces will lure us and we have to continue steadfast. What is not to be forgotten ever is the goal. The moment the goal is forgotten, then 
things go wrong. So here is this wonderful poem. I will not faint, O God. Walking in a desert, you are thirsty. So what happens? So you are walking with that thirst for God. Still, you may not have the revelation in one life. So you have been the sage in one of his letters. Sometimes the whole life is meant for preparation. That's why rebirth is there. It's not like everybody will have everything in one life. It's a preparation. So he says, I will not faint, O God. There is this thirst and thirst supposes water somewhere. When mother was asked what is the method, technique and all this, what did she say? All that is needed is a sincere yes in your heart and this thirst, thirst for God, for freedom, for light, for immortality, for the change, for the divinization of life. She says if that thirst is there, even the extravagances of an American youth are a path. If this thirst is there, if this thirst is not there, you may be anywhere, you may be right near God. You will say, okay, fine. Because we don't have that thirst. So that thirst is important. So he says, thirst presupposes, supposes water somewhere. Thirst for God means somewhere something is there. Anything we aspire for is actually, mother goes on to say something still further. She says, anything that you aspire for has actually been granted. This is the secret, but not to be revealed. (laughs) So why aspirations? She says, because it adds an intensity to the delight. Imagine, you know, you are told that one day life will be divinized. So what you have to do? Nothing, it will be divinized. So what happens? Man is waiting People are getting divinized. Just imagine. But when you aspire, see, this aspiration, that is why it is given to man. It is another kind of intensity of ananda when you aspire. Also, it prepares us to receive. One day it will be granted. It is granted. So she says, whatever man aspires for, you can't force anybody to aspire. You can teach people that sit down and now imagine a golden light from above, supramental light is coming down and taking position of, you can do all that. That experience I often recount, somebody came and with this imagery, golden light is coming down and you know, it's so mass, like you know, those mass healing programs, evangelist programs. So people are so much, and now it was nearing one o'clock, I was supposed to be the moderator of the session. So when people were in deep supramental bliss, <laughs> so I just said, by the way, dining hall timing is getting over. Those who want to have dining room food may please go. It didn't take even five minutes for everybody to... <laughs> I'm telling you a real experience in Hall of Harmony. And that man was very unhappy. <laughs> he complained about me to whoever had organized as you see, this nonsense was going on for quite a long time. You know, because you know, he started by saying, Shurabinda said all this, but now I'll tell you the actual way to achieve it. He started like that. He has said all this in theory. But I am going to tell you what is the way to arrive at it, achieve it, and you will experience it. So you'll experience super mind just because you are having an imagery. So for a long time, I held myself but this was my moment of truth I said okay <laughs> so everybody woke up from supramental 
to the hunger of the belly. Like Shurabindu said no, in one of the poems. He says, he said, <laughs> I am realized, free, I am egoless, free. He said, I am egoless, free. Then swore because his dinner was not ready. <laughs> I asked him, are you so very sure? Are you sure you are egoless free? He said, it's not me. It's my God in my belly that is unsteady. But you see, it's not me. Belly, pet ka kya karenge? So all these insincerities, you know, human nature. But the real thing is thirst. If that thirst is there, it doesn't matter. You may be sitting on a rock in some place and that thirst, where is God? Why this world is the way it is? Why there is suffering? It must be cured. And he will come to you in the busiest place in the world and pull you by the head, drag you and show him, show you that here am I. You don't even know about an ashram and he will reveal himself. So this is what he does. So he says, I will not faint, O God. There is this thirst and thirst supposes water somewhere. Yes, but in this life we may, we may not ever find but in this life, we may not ever find. Why we may not find? Old nature sits a phantom by the way. Imagine the beauty. Old nature and phantom. Phantom is something which is unreal. But it will come, return, habit. It will come in the way. Old nature sits a phantom. And what do phantoms do? They chase you away. Phantom is a strange thing. No, phantom is something unreal. But it is so real. We have this term in medicine, phantom limb, where a person has been amputated. But he doesn't believe that he is amputated. He in fact experiences pain. And you tell the person, see, you don't have limb. No doctor, you don't understand. You are lying. I am actually, he actually experiences pain. Of course, because he thinks in the mind, brain are continuing to give him that feedback. His mind doesn't believe. There are beautiful stories on that. The phantom limb. So, the phantom, even after divine is removed, it will come back from the environing consciousness and it will sit on the way. Old nature sits a phantom by the way. Old passions may forbid. Old doubts return. All this everybody passes through. Okay, So, all are in the same boat. So don't start believing somebody is holier than thou. No, it's a challenge. Yoga is like that. No, fear challenge. Shabinda speaks about this in one of his letters. Even somebody said, 40 years he was here, such a quiet person. We thought he's a great yogi and he went away. He says, you think he's a great yogi just because he's not speaking much. So you think he is a calm, he arrived at that peace. It's a long journey with many challenges on the way. There, then are there other lives here or beyond to satisfy us? I will persist. Oh Lord. That's how it ends. He says, what is important is perseverance, persistence, endurance with faith that, you see, this is faith. If I have a thirst, somewhere there is water. And mother said at the end, this is the only thing that counts, faith and endurance. And in that passage she says, victory comes to the most persevering. So important thing is to strive with faith, endure the journey and persevere despite a thousand. And there is a letter of his where he says that 
you may have thousands of defects in your nature but if you have turned to god and you have surrendered to him he will take you through everything see that powerful assurance of the gita aham tva sarva pape bhyo mokshishami masucha so there is a letter of shirvind the very speaks of this that even a person may have thousand defects but if he is open to the divine turns to the grace surrenders he will be taken through and then he says strength if it is spiritual is a great power a greater power is sincerity but the greatest of all powers is grace have i not reminded you of that line from the gita abandon all dharmas and take refuge in me alone i shall deliver thee from all sin and evil do not grieve he reminds to us sadhak so this is what we must think and continue i will not faint o god there is the this thirst and thirst supposes water somewhere yes but in this life we may not ever find old nature sits a phantom by the way old passions may forbid old doubts return then are there other lives here or beyond to satisfy us i will persist o lord